We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. The legal weed bill passes in Albany. Governor Cuomo says he'll sign it. It has been a long road to get here, but it will be worth the wait. I'm Steve Burns. Caught overnight, the suspect in the stomping of an Asian-American woman on West 43rd Street while a hotel staffer turned his back. He closed the door. The tri-state's COVID-fighting leader stumbles. COVID cases rise in Connecticut as the state prepares to vaccinate anyone 16 and up. I'm Sean Adams in Stamford. How to get a raise. Joe Connolly has some thoughts about that coming up. The final four is all set. And the quest for perfection moves to the final four. From the first four to the final four. This is Brad Heller. Oh, and one of the White House dogs bit somebody again. This is Wednesday, March 31st. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. I'm just taking a peek at Craig Allen's forecast for later on. It's going to get pretty nasty, it seems, as we uh, leave March like a lion. It is March 31st. Good morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. Last night, the New York State Legislature passed, and the governor said he would sign a bill to make New York the latest state to legalize a substance that the federal government still considers a Schedule One drug, worse than meth, worse than oxy. New York will ignore that, along with most Americans surveyed, and so cannabis is coming. Steve Burns has been following the various pieces of this story. Steve, good morning. What does the final legislation in New York look like? Hey, morning, Wayne. This, uh, this is legislation that both lawmakers and advocates I've talked to are hailing as a a national leader in its scope, its ambition to right the wrongs of the drug war. There's a focus here on making sure those hard-hit communities of color will now have a seat at the table with grants, funding, uh, some licenses set aside. State Senator Liz Krueger has been leading the legalization effort in New York for years. I could not be more proud to cast my vote to end the failed policies of marijuana prohibition in our state and begin the process of building a fair and inclusive legal market for adult use cannabis. The bill would also expand New York's medical marijuana program and provide some regulatory framework for CBD products. It was a universal no from Republicans, most of them citing concerns around public safety and children's health. Uh, Now, Governor Cuomo has said he will sign the bill. We just don't know when at this point. Wayne? I guess when is always the key question in the stories like this. What is the likely timeline, Steve? Might New York actually beat New Jersey to the punch? 
Yeah, you know, this will be really interesting to watch because these markets between New York and New Jersey obviously overlap to some extent. New Jersey legalized just about a month ago. Uh, conventional wisdom there was legal sales could start in about a year. New York is saying maybe 18 months from now. Uh, things do seem a little more relaxed in New Jersey's law. You can possess uh, six ounces versus three in New York. The tax rate in New Jersey is set to be about half of New York's. But unlike New Jersey, New York would allow home grow. Steve, thank you. Last week, I know that Steve Scott, when he had Governor Ned Lamont on from Connecticut, asked him the same question. Would Connecticut be next in line? And Connecticut's governor said that it's something he does see coming, although no legislation yet. Connecticut is losing its bragging rights about managing COVID. Now the third worst state behind New Jersey and Michigan in per capita positivity rates. Sean Adams is in Stanford this morning. What's going on there? Sean, good morning. What is the CDC saying? Well, the CDC is uh, looking at the numbers and saying that, yeah, Connecticut is seeing a surge in COVID cases right now. If you look at the map, uh, much of it is on red alert once again. The daily uh, positive test rate, over 5%. So if you look at the seven-day average, 246 cases per 100,000 people. The national average is just 130. Now, officials here will counter that Connecticut does far more testing than many other states, and that's why you see uh, more cases identified. What else do we know? We know young people, uh, 20 to 29, they're the ones who are getting sick right now, and that would make sense. Uh, We started vaccinating the older population. We've been moving down the line. The U.K. strain accounts for about 40% of new cases. That's troubling because that, uh, that variant is much more easily spread. Connecticut's strategy is keep pushing ahead. 35% of the population has at least one shot. Tomorrow, anyone 16 and up can get vaccinated. Wayne? Sean, what's the governor saying about these rising COVID rates as it pertains to reopening society there? Well, Governor Lamont has indicated he does not intend to reimpose restrictions on businesses and restaurants at this point in time. He believes the pace of vaccinations is keeping ahead of the problem. Uh, All along, it's been a delicate balance. Public health and economic survival. In recent weeks, we know that restaurants returned to 100% indoor capacity. Officials believe the safety precautions in those businesses, they're working. They think people are getting sick in other places when they're doing what they're not supposed to do, get together in large groups and when they don't mask up. All right, Sean, thank you for the update there. We have an update now on the attack on an Asian-American woman that we've seen the video of. It's a Really uh, something to see. This woman getting pummeled on the sidewalk as people stand by and do nothing. Police have caught the man they think was that image on the surveillance video. The 65-year-old woman who was on her way to church on Monday when she got attacked for no reason. The Crime Stoppers tip led to the arrest of 38-year-old Brandon Elliott. His address is a hotel across the street from the Port Authority, right by where the attack happened. Uh, He's been charged now with assault as a hate crime. Outside the West 43rd Street building where the attack happened and where lobby staff did nothing but watch... And close the door. Daniel, I am so sick of standing here demanding something to be done for my people. Through tears, Joanne Yu, executive director of the Asian American Federation, demands justice. She is lying in the hospital right now. We don't know who she is. We don't know how to help her. Everybody's reaching out to me because the community wants to stand by her. She's going to have medical expenses. She's going to have mental health care. You, who stood alongside city officials and advocates Tuesday, made a call to action to Asian lawyers. One of you better step up and call your fancy law firm and call me because we're going to sue. The building did suspend the workers involved there. It's WCBS's Christy Kalishian with that report. 
Uh, market futures are mixed this morning. Joe Connolly, I'm all ears because your topic this morning in our WCBS Money Story is how to get a raise. Wayne, good morning. The least effective way to ask for a raise is to say you need more money. Almost everyone wants more money. Financial advisor Gene Chatsky of HerMoney.com says here is how to do it. You need to know what your value is on the open market. And your value is not what your company is paying you today. Your value is what your company would have to pay somebody to do your job if you were to leave, which is chances are a higher number than you're earning now. Look at what people are offering people like you to do the same sort of work that you're doing today. I run a small company at hermoney.com. I'm not giving my people a raise because they come to me and they say they need it. I'm giving my people a raise because they come to me and they say, look at how much money I made you last year. Look at how much money I saved you last year. And look at how much money it would cost you to replace me. That's a very valid argument to make with your boss. And you, you have to time it right. You know, this is not a conversation that we have uh, off the cuff. This is a conversation that we schedule and everybody is prepared for. Gene Chasky says, do not threaten to leave, though, unless you have another firm offer. WCBS financial advisor Rick Edelman and Gene Chasky have a free webinar on the truth about women and money. Much of it applies to men, too. It's at rickedelman.com. Rick spelled R-I-C. Wayne? Rick does a great job with his show. And Joe, thank you. So do you. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts. And let's go now to the WCBS Weather Center with the Exergen forecast and the changing weather story for today. Here's Craig Allen. It is quiet enough this morning, fortunately, but uh, this afternoon will be a totally different story. It's dry, just increasing clouds now. 51 in the city, 40s out there in the suburbs. And this afternoon, rain develops around or after lunchtime, and it continues right through the night. 58 to 64 for a high this afternoon. Low tonight will drop into the 40s late at night, and that's where it stays on Thursday. Thursday. Rain in the morning, possibly even ending as a couple wet snowflakes in the higher elevations. And then it tries to break, tries to brighten up in the afternoon, but it's windy and it's chilly and temperatures will only stay in the 40s on Thursday and Friday. Mixed sun and clouds, but still unseasonably cool, just 40 to 45. 51 now, humidity 86% with an east wind, six miles per hour. Hey, Craig, thank you. There's exciting news about a new podcast WCBS would like you to know about. It's called My Fugitive. It takes a dive into some of the big events in history. The first one about stunning new evidence about the King assassination. It's the kind of groundbreaking work you will hear on My Fugitive. It's available only on the Odyssey app, and you can download that today. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Oh boy, well, it's happened again. One of President Biden's dogs has bit someone. Your CBS News correspondent, Stephen Portnoy at the White House. It's the second time it's happened in less than a month. A spokesman for the First Lady says the president's three-year-old German shepherd major nipped someone while on a walk. We're told this person went to the White House doctor for a checkup and then returned to work without injury. The White House says Major, a rescue dog, is still adjusting to his new surroundings. The last time he bit someone, about three weeks ago, Major was sent to a trainer in Delaware. Major is the first rescue dog ever to live at the White House, but he's apparently back in the doghouse now. 
Sports time now on WCBS in the morning news roundup. And, hey, we're down to the final four now, which will include the number one team in the country as well as a bracket buster in there, too. Brad Heller's here about that. Morning, Brad. Good morning, Wayne. Yeah, Gonzaga's been the number one team all season long. They've looked the part in the tournament. They've won their four games by an average of 24 points per game. They crushed USC last night. 85-66, the Zags are 30-0, two wins away from becoming an undefeated national champion. But they'll have to beat UCLA, which somehow, after being down by double digits in the play-in game in the first four, the Bruins have won five in a row. They get to the final four. They survived an ugly game with Michigan last night. 51-49, the final score. The Wolverines had several chances to win but didn't hit a shot over the final five minutes. So it's going to be UCLA and Gonzaga, Game 2, Saturday night in Indianapolis after Baylor in Houston. Opening day is tomorrow, Brad. What's the latest about the uh, Francisco Lindor negotiations? And opening day, he said that was his deadline for a contract extension. John Heyman tweeted last night, the Mets and Lindor are still $60 million apart in their negotiations. The Mets' final offer, 10 years, $325 million. Lindor countered, 12 years, $385 million. Pete Alonso was asked about it yesterday. He said, hey, pay Lindor $400 million. And then he explained why. Not only is he a superstar on the field, he pays attention, he works hard, he cares about his teammates, and... Not only does he have the quantifiable numbers of a superstar, he has the X factor. And Steve Cohen believes that. The Mets owner tweeted yesterday, Lindor is a heck of a player and a great guy. I hope he decides to sign. The Rangers were down 2-0 early at the Garden. They scored five unanswered goals, beat the Capitals 5-2. The Devils lost to the Bruins in a Boston shootout 5-4. And Wayne, the NFL owners, as expected, approving a 17-game season to start next season. There's somebody else with the X Factor, Brad Heller on sports. Thank you, Brad. It's the WCBS Opening Bell Report, and we're sponsored by Dell Technologies, whose advisors are focused on you to offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready. Call 877-ASK-DELL. On the Morning News Roundup, good morning. Last day of March 31st, I'm Wayne Cabot, and here are three things to know this morning. Starting with this, Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates confirms he's being investigated by the Justice Department over allegations of having a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl and paying her to travel with him. He told Fox's Tucker Carlson he is being framed. What is happening is an extortion of me and my family involving a former Department of Justice official. Second thing to know, Volkswagen says it was just an April Fool's joke. Volkswagen is not becoming Volkswagen, as in Volt, for electric. Those of us who were a bit skeptical about that were reminded of when IHOP went IHOB for a day and said, ah, just kidding. Third thing to know. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! SpongeBob has gone too far for Paramount Plus and Amazon. Two episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants have been deemed inappropriate and pulled from streaming services. Quarantine Crab was one of them, featuring a virus plot line. In the show, they call it the clam flu, but some people thought that that was uh, insensitive. Uh, also, Nickelodeon says that midlife crustacean is being pulled. It involves characters stealing a woman's underwear. The representative for, C- for the Nickelodeon people said that it was just not kid-appropriate. From our news archives for the 31st of March, 88 seconds in sound for this date. They want hazard pay of double their hourly wages. 2020. The first mass sick-out in Whole Foods' 40-year history. The workers claiming Jeff Bezos, the owner, doesn't do enough to protect them from the virus. In 2017... New York City will close 
the Rikers Island jail facility. Mayor Bill de Blasio announcing a 10-year plan to shut down Rikers. 2016. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Model 3 unveiled. Uh, we have... With great fanfare, Elon Musk announces the Model 3 Tesla. It's very important to accelerate the transition to sustainable transport. It really, really... With a middle-class price of $35,000. 1999. The four New York City cops who shot 44 bullets at unarmed Amadou Diallo were charged with murder. A year later, the jury would find them not guilty. After the George Floyd killing, Diallo's mother told CBS's Gail King she had a message for police. Look at them and see them as beautiful children. How about seeing them as human beings? See them as human beings. Let, let them live. 1995. Grammy-winning Mexican-American singer Selena is shot and murdered by the president of her fan club. 1987. In Hackensack, the judge in the Baby M case awards custody of the girl born under a surrogate mother contract to the father, William Stern, not to the surrogate, Mary Beth Whitehead. On the same date in 1976 in New Jersey, the state Supreme Court allows the removal of the respirator that assisted Karen Ann Quinlan, who had been in a coma for the past year. She would die nine years later. 1968. I shall not seek, and I will not accept, the nomination of my party for another term as your president. President Johnson made the announcement one month after Walter Cronkite returned from Vietnam to tell CBS viewers that our attempt to bring democracy there had failed. Apparently he got up personally and snapped off the television set and said, well, if I've lost Cronkite, I've lost America. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day on air and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.